0: The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good afternoon. We're live
1: in downtown Toronto at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. This show is called Consignment Heroes, as you just heard, and it's all about learning more about your stuff, whether it be old coins, gold or silver jewelry, statues, artwork, fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, old advertising pieces, and wind myself talking about all the possibilities. You have special access for one hour to an expert in stuff. He has found fame and fortune identifying hidden value in items that most people would overlook. He's one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, and he joins us in studio live. Paul Kenny, how are you?
2: I've had a great week.
1: Oh, I like the sound no, of that. No, no,
2: this was a great week.
1: Oh, lunch on you. Is no, it lunch? No. Is it going to be at a restaurant with cloth napkins? No, I haven't
2: monetized it yet. Oh, okay. No, no. I have fun doing what I'm doing. I get up every morning and say, wow, this is going to be a good day. And this week was one. twice, no, three times it happened. I go to um, a house call. I, do, I go to people's houses and tell them what their stuff is worth and, and say, I'll buy this or I won't buy that or here's what you should do with it or, you know, and give some, uh, some advice. So I'm at one house this week, and the first one, it comes up, and they they everyone has what they think is valuable. And it, it had value. There was nothing wrong with it. But in, in a slight offhand remark, she says, well, my husband uh, has a gold medal. He was on an Olympic team. Wow. <laughs> For Canada? What? For Canada. Wow. And I don't want to mention the names, but it was like... And it's all of a sudden, my eyes peaked up. I mean, the other stuff is monetary. It was all, uh, it's good stuff. It was good. and But, on the but other, they have
1: a gold medal from the Olympics. That's going to have some special value. Can you sell that, though? Is that uh,
2: a faux pas? Or? Yeah, they, they, they used to say you couldn't. But if you're in Bulgaria and you win the hammer throw and you're going to get 4000 for your medal, you're selling that sucker because right. that's as much money as you're going to make in the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian ones are tougher to get. But and they will they do, but they have no right to tell you what you can and cannot sell. And I said right away, you know, she doesn't have possession of it now, but it's worth between probably six to fifteen thousand dollars.
1: What to, to take me through? It's nineteen seventy-two. I win a gold medal. Is it just dipped in gold and it's steel, no, no, or what is I it? I don't.
2: This is a case where I don't even care what, it says. It's made out of gold. I don't care. We're not melting the sucker. Okay? Gotcha. This is a gold medal. This is the uh, the ephemera value, the, the historic value to it. Okay, this is what counts here. And, and I've got customers for it, and I'd love to buy it, you know. But it was one of those things where we're talking about when they say, well, I've got this, and some uniforms and things like that. And I said, the uniforms that she was giving
1: away from the Olympics.
2: It's like I always say, yeah, and I say, or throwing them out. And I said, well, does the garbage man run around with a checkbook? No. Well, then you should sell them to me. Or if you're actually going to pass them down, let's tell the story. OK, to your kids or whatever's going to happen with this.
1: Wait, let me interrupt and give the phone okay. numbers for those listening. And they go, I have something interesting in my house. I'd like to know if it has any real market value or special market value. You can call us right now. Our phone lines are open 416-360-0740 That's a local number here. You call the station 416-360-0740 If you're out of town, you're worried about long distance. Don't worry about it. There's one eight hundred number one eight six six. Seven forty four, seven forty. That's one eight six six seven forty four, seven forty. Sorry. So you got okay. the medal in your hand. You're quivering. You want it?
2: No, no. I didn't get to see it. But I want to see it. There's a couple of things. It could be a woman there's a participant's medal, but if it's the actual medal given away, I'd like to get this. Okay.
1: Help me out. What was this distinction? Participant. Well, there's
2: sometimes they give particip- some people. There's always a lot of people describe stuff to us, and you know when you you've heard the calls and they'll say something and they don't they're not describing it right mm-hmm. and there's two versions of the same thing and one thing could be very good and one thing could be very bad and uh, not very bad but it's not what they're describing. It's it's made after the fact. It's made as a souvenir. It's um, a participant's medal. The actual gold medals. I think they only make two hundred and forty of them or something like that. Okay. So we know exactly how many there are. I was talking and it's funny when I'm talking about this because I was telling the story in my store yesterday. We had a lot of people in my store, and we were, uh, people were coming in from other ideas. And someone has a silver medal, maybe available to me from Squaw Valley hockey team. I would what? love to get that. I might pay more for that. Hockey medal that I pay for a gold medal.
1: Why? What is this thing? Because Why would it
2: be it's, so? It's a Canadian hockey, Canada, hockey Canada Olympics. This is big stuff.
1: Okay, even okay. If, even if it's a silver medal, it means more.
2: It might. I'm guy. I haven't. You're saying it's
1: close though. It's close.
2: It's close. I, it's the values are determined what someone's willing to pay for it. Okay, I can put my price on it, but it's like what someone's actually. We have the never never plan. I can put a thousand dollars on, but never no one ever buys it. Who cares? But the gold price is five hundred. That's where the price of it is five hundred dollars. Gotcha. Okay, but I think a silver medal I could probably get from Squaw Valley. There's only eighteen of them, or maybe twenty if the coaches got them. It's going to be worth uh, ten, fifteen thousand by itself. Wow! Just the historic part of it, you know. It's like if we had a Stanley Cup ring, Stanley Cup ring from when Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Fifteen thousand for small.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound that high. That's No, no, crazy. that's
2: but if you saw the ring, there's about ninety cents worth of gold in it. The oh, chi- the, I the see. Leafs, okay, the Leafs were so cheap; they won three years in a row, and all they did was add a little diamond to it.
1: I you like that, that you- story. That makes it more worth <laughs> more, in my opinion.
2: No, but they didn't. They didn't give you another ring. And then if you got a ring, and the next year you want, oh, give me a pendant for my wife, or get me a belt buckle. That's what you got for winning the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it wouldn't be like it is now—twenty million dollar contract. <laughs> yeah, somewhere? yeah.
2: No, the rings today are worth the diamonds, and are worth five, ten thousand dollars. They're not more substantial rings. But the rings from back then look like something you get out of Cracker Jacks, right? And that's why if someone says it, sees it, they say, "Well, I'll pay you fifteen thousand dollars for this ring
1: if it's authentic." Out of curiosity, what would you pay for George Armstrong's final <laughs> Stanley Cup winning ring?
2: That would probably go for fifty.
1: For you, you would pay fifty. I mean, I, for your I, personal collection.
2: Yeah, no, I just uh, fifty. I think. Oh, there you
1: be. go. If yeah, someone well, knows him, tell him.
2: Well, no, we're talking about that. Okay, we'll take a couple of calls, and I'm going to talk about my other house call I got this week. Okay, but we'll take a couple of calls and uh, and uh, tell people what their stuff
1: is worth. You're listening to uh, Paul Kenny. He is the star of Storage Wars Canada and this show called Consignment Heroes. Our phone number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. He mentioned his store. His store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill just north of Major McKenzie on Young Street. The address again, 10,341 Young in Richmond Hill. The store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our first caller is uh, Sarita. Am I saying that correctly? In Aurora? Sarita in Aurora. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. You're live. What do you got?
3: Thank you. Um, we've got, well, my husband passed away about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. and um, Sorry, he that. had been collecting coins okay, from different parts of the world, and I also have belt buckles and other bits of uh, paraphernalia that he had collected.
2: If you're in Aurora, you're very close to our shop. You just got to come down Young Street to Richmond Hill.
3: I know, but and, okay. I do not drive,
2: ah, so and I have
3: no way of getting to your store, so I was wondering if maybe one of you can come up to my house.
2: We can do that. If you give the information to Sebastian, mm-hmm. Sebastian will pass it on to me, and I can see you later on in the week.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: we can give you a complete rundown of what your coins are worth. If mm-hmm. you have them separated uh, by different countries, that'll help us. And if you have them separated by years, that'll help us. Okay? okay. And also, if you have bills, don't throw out the bills. Okay? Nope. And I, I'd be glad to see it. It's what I do. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. And, like I say, maybe I'll have as happy a story as, as I had earlier on this week. I go and look at one thing, and you'll have something over <laughs> in the corner. I'll say, Now that is what I really like. How's okay. that?
1: Yeah, Serena, I'm curious because um, your your husband is sort of here that you lost Thank him. Thank you. Did he ever give instructions as to what he wanted done with this? Because this is sort of an estate no. item. And I also
3: have some watches.
1: Watches. And he as never as said well. what he wanted. He said, didn't say, I want you to wear this if mm-hmm. I pass, or I want you to donate no. this, or. No. No? Oh, interesting. Okay.
3: No. Okay.
1: Ben, please don't yeah. say the word donate. We, you know what I mean. Sarita, thank you so much. We're going gra- to gather information. <laughs> Sebastian Hearn will grab it For from information. you. Sebastian, give you a
2: hand. But I'm going to say, all, now, because we always, this show goes so fast, I yeah. never get to mention some of the people, our sponsors, who actually... I'm, well,
1: who, that sounds important. Let's do that.
2: Yeah. I've got to talk about my friend Mississauga Carton, okay? Because this week... Someone, by going to Mississauga Carton, saved $80 on boxes. And the reason he does this, he can do this. Mississauga Carton on Haynes Road. I'm going to give his phone number because a lot of people move, and they need boxes, and they need the right size boxes. And his number is 905-276-7929. Just say Paul sent you. Now, instead of getting, you go to some of these other stores, and they'll charge you like $300 for boxes. You're going to use them once and throw them out. Mm. Okay? He has recycled boxes. There's nothing wrong with the boxes. He uses recycled boxes, so he sells them for less money. You can get any size you want. You get the peanuts, those little things, the stuffy things that make it so it doesn't-
1: Styrofoam packing peanuts, yeah.
2: That's what they're called. I call them just peanuts. Yeah. And he's got the bubble, little things where you bubble wrap, where you can pump the little bubbles. Yeah. He's got all that, and he's got tape. He's got everything. And I- I can't overemphasize going down to see him because I've sent other people, Say, they say, Paul, this guy was cheap. This guy saved me hundreds of dollars on boxes.
1: Well, I like this, too, because it's sort of like a speakeasy thing, right? They hear it on the radio. This guy's connected through you. And suddenly there's a friendship there. You know what I mean? So it's Mississauga Carton on On Haynes Road.
2: Road. It's it's on just north of Queensway and Haynes Road near Cothra. So it's in Mississauga. That's where I think he got his name. And he's (laughs) been there for 30 years. I've been using him, and he saves money. And every time the the show ends, I don't have a chance to mention him. What's
1: his first name? I don't know. Okay, Mississauga Carton. Yes. You go there on Haynes Road. Nice guy, friend of the show. Yes. So make sure you mention, hey. Just say, say, Paul sent you. And he'll he'll treat you right. Okay. he'll give you the stuff you want, and he
2: doesn't. He's not like a big box. I was going to say big box store. Literally, he is a, he is is a, is a, big, a big box, box store. store, right? Yes, I get it. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> almost so, caught myself. Who's okay. our next sponsor? Okay, my other guy is the guy on uh, Southworks. Okay, now they had the sale last week. They've moved to a new location, seventy three Water Street. It's about. Two hundred yards south of their old location. Anyone's been to Southworks in Cambridge knows where their old location is. They've moved to the old city hall, and the place looks great. I mean, shiny floors, new displays, new old stuff. I'm not saying that I'm not I'm time with you. To...
1: New inventory of new, antiques. Yeah.
2: New antiques. But they're not new, but they're old antiques. I follow you. Yes. Yeah. But Everyone and else thinks
1: you're crazy. Just everyone
2: else, but the place is like, it's sparkling, and I really had, I've only been through it twice now, and I'm finding stuff all over the place. There's everything from advertising to uh, uh, Lil Tchotchke's, Royal Dalton's, Sterling, I have comics, records, they have all the stuff, you'd like to know what it's worth, it's almost like calling me up and finding what the stuff's worth, you can see what people actually sell the stuff for. And it's anything, a fun day. Go. Anything that they sell in there, I buy. OK, OK, if you've been there and you say, I've got one of these, I got to call Paul. And that's when you call me during the week and then I can buy it or we can do we, do some
1: consignment with it. OK, now we can go back to the calls. back to the phone calls. We've got Paul in Brampton. Paul, how are you? Welcome to the show.
5: Hi, how are you doing? Not bad. Good. Uh, I have a Polaroid land camera. I guess not much of a demand for them, right? Uh,
2: no, you're going to be surprised. Is it the little brown box one?
5: No, it's the, the old ones where you just, uh, you know, the the picture comes out in a couple
2: of seconds. Yeah, no, the Polaroid. No, but they made different ones. We sold one this week. I thought exactly what you're saying here. We just sold one online for $65 US. I oh. was in the shock, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know where they're going to get uh, film for it or anything like that.
1: Just for like fun? Yeah. It didn't have any film.
2: Didn't have anything in it. Wow. But we had the box, and someone brought it in. I said, oh, okay, I'll do this for you. And we started at $24. It's not where something starts when we sell it. It's where it ends. And I think Mm -hmm. it went for $65, which is almost $100. The client was happy. We were happy. Uh, We were more than happy. We were in shock. And um, I didn't think there was a market for any of these anymore but anything,
1: someone bought it, they're happy, like I said. I can see that, though, because I like the, the tactile. You take a photo and you have it physically right there. You can touch it, you can see it, as opposed to take it with your phone, then your yeah. phone cacks out, and then you go, oh, those photos are gone forever. Okay. But like I this- can understand the appeal of having a hard copy. So, do you want to buy uh, an old beta? No, I don't have any money.
2: Do you want to no. buy a beta machine off me where we can't no, get any beta I don't tapes? have any money. I'm broke. You can't get any <laughs> film for this camera.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but video's different, though. Yeah.
2: No, no. This Polaroid thing, it's actually nice. But that's, oh, the, a lot of the old camera stuff actually still sells. People collect it. Okay? Even, but some of the, an old 8-track from 1960,
1: we get $60, $70. Okay, that's, that's news. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, no. Wow. So somebody has a whole box of eight, eight track cassettes, and suddenly they have value. That's insane. People
2: are trying to recapture the childhood at vastly inflated prices. Right. Okay, that's what we say. Old costume jewelry. I had a
1: mixtape from the eighties. What do you give me for that?
2: Knowing your taste in music, It <laughs> was probably it? Bobby
1: McFerrin over and over again. I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming with you, it'd be it probably be uh, school marching songs. But okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, do you have Paul? Do you have the film with the camera?
5: No, I guess again. I guess it's hard to find the film now,
1: eh? Impossible. <laughs> mm. I'm sure it exists. I mean, it's quite a package if you can say here's the camera and film.
5: Um,
2: yeah,
1: but anyway, you have yeah. some value, some value. I'm surprised to hear there is some value to an old Polaroid. Okay. Our next caller is Clark in Washago. Clark, how are you?
6: Hello. How you doing? Hello. I, I have a complete set of five and ten dollars silver coins from 1967 Olympics. Okay. Uh, they're encapsulated.
2: And do you have the set of 28 or the set of 4?
6: Oh, no, there's uh, got to be 28 of them, yes. Yeah,
2: that's 30.28 ounces, and they're worth today of uh, silver. Of silver, that's how much is there. It's There's no collectible value to them, but the silver value is, and we're calculating as we talk here, um, what we pay exactly right now is uh, 30... Point two four times twenty point zero nine. Point. Beep, poop, poop, beep. Sorry, I'll pay you $535 for that right now. Exactly. Exactly.
6: Actually, Okay, listen, I'm going to have to get back to you. The coins are in the States. Okay. Oh. Well, no, you can send them up up to you. We're up here for another couple. Oh, we're up here every summer as well. All right, I'll talk to you later, and thanks very much for the information. Yeah, no,
2: it's the silver value only on that. And like, if you've got old coins before 1967, those are silver. We're paying by the dollar. We we keep on saying this. there's the same amount of silver and 10 dimes as $1.
1: Yeah, you can't say that enough. Money before 1967 actually had silver Silver. in it. After then, not so much. But my question was, he had 1967 coins. Does the year 19... If I had a quarter in my pocket, Canadian quarter, 1967... Does that have the same as 66? When is the year when it falls off? 68. 68 then has very little or zero silver. Okay, gotcha. 67, some are 50, some are 80. So up to and including 1967. Okay. So even if you have change in your pocket or an old bucket of change in your garage somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's, what we get a lot of ours is from variety store owners. They collect it
2: over a couple of weeks. Some will bring in their American change. We give it to them. What, even now you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. People adapt to it. So they'll give us the silver doll. They'll bring in the silver change every couple of weeks. And we deal with the uh, variety sources. They deal in so much coinage. And then we also have the American coin we buy off them as well. So they're happy. We're happy, you know. It's like part of, we all have to do what we have to do to make money in this world.
1: I hear you. Okay. On that note, we should say we are live in uh, Liberty Village. You're listening to Zoomer Radio. This is Consignment Heroes with Paul Kenny. Our phone number, if you have a question about an item that you own, maybe you think it has some special value and you're curious about it. Maybe it's a collection of uh, cards or who knows what, anything you might have lying around the house. Maybe it's been in your basement for 50 years or generations. You can call and get a real-time assessment for an expert, a guy who has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. His store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill.
0: We'll be right back. You're listening to a repeat broadcast of Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio.
4: Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up to the minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519 836 8300 and meet Sam at his family run factory.
0: You're listening to a repeat broadcast of Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Please do not call into the show. Welcome back
1: to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live in downtown Toronto at the Zoomerplex taking your calls about some of the uh, interesting stuff you might own and you're wondering might have some special value. Uh, Our next caller is Nancy in Milton. Nancy, how are you?
3: I'm fine, thank you. I have found in my bookshelf, while I was cleaning it out, an old book, uh, My Brother's Keeper by Marcia Davenport, and I wondered if it's worth anything.
2: Oh. I don't know the title. How old is it?
3: Um, Well, there's a year in it, 1942.
2: Ah, that's generally not that old. No? Yeah. (laughs) And it's got, now... When, but I'm going to say this about uh, with, while I'm looking this up here. In something like this, what matters is it doesn't have a dust jacket, number one. Number two, is it a first edition? Uh, number three, is it part of a series that's collectible, like Hardy Boys or uh, Nancy Drew or something like that? Oh, a lot yeah. of people collect that in the same way they collect comics, they collect cards, they collect Nancy Drew, they collect the Hardy Boys. It, once you have a reason for someone to rebuy it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's probably not any, I don't know if my brother's keeper, if anyone's come to
1: watch this. No, we've tracked it down, so okay. here are the notes on it. Davenport novel, you're saying, by Marcia Davenport? Yes. So it's 1954 was its first publication. Okay. So it was inspired by some 1947 New York Times articles in oh, the same okay. vein. Okay. Oh. Um, but I, I don't know. It seems to have that same feel, like Hardy Boys and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they sell based on condition if you have the first run and if you can find the president of the fan club, the chapter that looks after Canada, you might have something. But off I the top see. of our heads, no. Okay. You can buy it now for three fifty nine. Okay. But not the one you have. Alright. Alright, thank you. Thank our you. Our next caller is Jim in Markham. Jim, how are you? you? Pretty good. What do you got, man?
6: Well, I have my wife and I have three figurines okay uh they're not uh, they're not large figurines uh, I guess the biggest one is about uh probably eight nine inches high, and the other two are slightly smaller uh they are they were brought here in the uh early years of the second world war by my uh by uh, uh, my wife's old aunt and uh, she was a war bride
2: from what country England okay
6: now where Where they came from prior to that, I don't know. But what they are is the one is the uh, figurine of a gentleman, and uh, I'm reasonably well-traveled, and it's got to be the Napoleonic era, just the way he's dressed. Okay. Uh, And the other one is, or the other two, rather, are of ladies, and I would say that at least one of them is from the same era.
2: Is there any markings on the bottom? Yes, that's
6: what I was going to get to next. Okay. Uh, The marking on the bottom of the gentleman's, uh, I have an 11, and then, and then I have underneath that. It's hard to tell if it's a six or a zero, but offhand I'd say it's a zero, and V one.
2: Okay, so there's no uh, oh B. Okay,
6: B is in Victor one. Okay, the numbers, uh, the numerals are stamped in, uh, and the the V one looks as though it was uh, painted on. That it's in gold in a at a later date.
2: Okay. Hmm. I'd have to see the mark. I'd like to see these. Now, by that they don't have made in England on them or England or country of origin, that probably puts them before 1880, okay? okay. So they're older pieces and they could be out of that time period, Napoleon's 1820, which would be great um, if they're made by some of one of the smaller potters in England, if they're English potters, I'd have to see it. And I can tell by the style, the coloring, the paint, and the, um, and the, the mark on the bottom, I'll have to actually take a look at it, because they, they do
1: them in different But the story styles. that you're giving us, or the story that you've been hearing, does check out so far. Yeah. That it doesn't have made in England make sense for yeah. that era.
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, there's one here, the smallest one, has a 337 stamped into the bottom of it, and then it has a pink uh, triangular-shaped uh, stamp on top of it, and I can read Royal. Oh. Oh, that's not good. Royal something.
1: How is it not good? What do you mean?
2: No, because that'll be, when you have that, it might be, because um, Royal is a, a a warrant, and you got the Royal, like Royal Crown Derby, Royal Dalton, oh, they, you have to have the rights gotcha. to do that. Okay. If it says Royal Dalton on we know it's after 1902. If it says certain Royal on I like to see these. Or So semi- the first one
1: has the capability of possibly being older just yeah. based on what you don't see yeah
2: okay I don't see so
1: okay so what you can do is you can t- t- if you have a cell phone you just grab a quick picture of it and send it in an email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com why don't
6: i just bring them up to your shop
1: that's even yeah. easier sure that's wow, easier I mean, not that far yeah he's in richmond hill the store is located at 10,341 young street that's 10,341 young street
2: um, we're just south of Crosby. We're, I always say south of the beer oh, store. Yeah. Okay. More, you know sure. where the beer store sure. okay. is? Okay. We're 75 feet south of the beer store on the south side of the wall. Okay. Which
1: we're going to talk about the wall in about a minute. Oh, really? You're going to get into that this week? All right, okay. Our next caller is Anna in Milton. Anna, how are you? Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. What do you have?
5: Um. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I have, an, uh, I think it's a 1940 or 41 penny, and on the front of it, uh, it has the letter V.
2: Canadian? Or, oh, it's a nickel.
5: I, yeah, it could be a Tombac.
2: It's made out it looks like a comba at 41?
5: Uh, I believe so, yeah. I don't 42. have it right with me. It's, yeah, it'd be
2: 43. Know. It'll have a V on for victory. And they were right. made out of tombac instead of nickel because nickel is in short, such short supply for the war. Mm-hmm. They actually pulled it out. They used other metals to make up our money. They left our money as silver. Silver wasn't as, as important, but nickel was very important. And In the United States, they replaced the nickel with silver. Wait, didn't nickels. they need the nickel for the bullets? Yeah, I no, know. no. That's didn't need the nickel. Nickel was a, was in short supply, yeah, and that's why, that why they changed it tom the Yeah. So
5: is it worth anything?
2: Uh, we sell rolls of them for about $15. Oh,
5: okay. So that's wait, worth wait, about
2: 20, $0.75 cents a nickel.
5: All right, and I—it's I mean, a great I return. Of, yeah. I have lots of stuff, but I can't go through them all. But anyway, come on I out ha- to the store.
2: That's, that's what you got to do. You got to just come up to the store or make okay. an appointment. I'll see you. How's that?
5: And I have a I have a picture here. Um, it's entitled a young woman, and it looks like it's been painted on a little bit of cardboard by Edgar uh, Degas. Degas.
2: Degas. No, no, that okay. If that's a Degas, there—that'll be that's real.
5: Is where you you got
1: a lot of money it's probably yeah. a print
5: so it's not worth anything
1: no
2: i it
5: haven't seen it might be worth it yet. a lot no, no, if it's, it's legit
1: he's saying it's probably a print cuz that's a well known okay author, it's either artist. worth a
2: dollar or uh-huh.
1: 500,000 which one do you like
5: well i i i like the 500,000 you should
2: bring it in <laughs> you should bring it in but it, it, it looks
5: like it's actually like been printed on card yeah
2: no if it's printed on card it's probably the print not cuz he would have made it on wood okay
5: but oh, okay. still a
1: dollar could be worth a dollar
2: no, okay. I was. I'm
1: not going to give her a dollar for oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I don't want it. I see what you're saying.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks for your phone call. Store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street in Richmond Hill. Jenny in Brampton is our next caller. Jenny, how are you? What do you got?
3: I've got two English sovereigns, nineteen oh six, Edward the seventh on them.
2: Okay. Are uh, they half sovereigns or sovereigns? Do you know? No, I don't. Is it like the size of a dime or closer to a quarter? I would
3: say between a, a dime and a nickel.
2: They're worth approximately $380 each. Okay.
3: What? Thank
2: yeah, you very much. That's great. And they're gold? No, they're 90% gold if it's what? Would you say? And we do buy and We're always buying sovereigns.
3: Oh, very good. So
2: these are gold that you're talking about.
3: That's right.
2: Yeah. Ah. No, 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 no. As soon as you said that, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, the last Six. little coin ended up being seventy-five cents. This was just quite a leap to three hundred and eighty dollars. That's right, all.
2: Right. It's in that. You'd have to call my store for exact price yeah, well, for I tomorrow morning. have a
3: morning. few things, so I'll give you a call.
2: Thank you very much. And have you. a good day.
1: Okay. So you're okay, saying what bye-bye. she has is also highly liquid. You do oh. see a lot of these moving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Gold's a good thing linda in north york is our next caller linda how are you fine
3: thank you how are you
1: pretty good what do you have
3: i have uh this national geographic books i have uh from march uh, 1978 to december okay i i have uh, some from 1979 march to december and I wonder if uh,
2: there is any value in Okay, it. okay. National Geographic started in 1888, okay? And that time there was about 200, oh, a little less than 200 members, so they only made 200 books. In 1889, it grew up all the way up to 240 members, so they uh-huh. made 240 books. In 1940, they had 10 million people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all the National Geographics after about 1919, are very little value. As a collection, you can have them, because they made so many. If you have the early books, like the ones out of the first two years, they're worth between 1500, and 5,000 each. But 1970 is i mean, you be about 80 years too late, OK? But National Geographics, if you have the early years, they are genuinely rare, and they sell right away. Anything before war, let's say this. Anything before First World War in National Geographic is good.
1: You know, there's Amen. someone listening right now. They got boxes of these things going. I thought it'd be worth something.
2: No, they're worth. They weigh a lot. No, from interest. If you've got grandkids, give them to the grandkids, because they'll cost you an awful lot to dump because they weigh so
1: much. So make it the grandchildren's problem. All right, of course, good strategy.
2: No, but I talked, not not just with National Geographic. You've heard me say it in here. If you've got something nice, whether you're selling it to me or selling, going to give it to your kids, yeah. tell them the story. There's Every piece has got a story. Write the story about it. Put on the back what you think it's worth after you've talked to me. What you think it's worth if you're going to hand it down to them and what they should do about it and how it connects to your family.
1: What I just do, I, I like the idea of uh, turning people into little uh, value detectors themselves, right? Yeah. So if you see change, and it's before 1967, ding, 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 you should yeah. think about it, right? You always say you stamps. You're not a stamp expert, but you do know that before World War I, is it? You might have something. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 you know what I mean? So I like all these little things to keep your eyes peeled for when it comes to antique hunting, right? Well, that's what I'm going Remember, like, about two weeks ago, someone called me in with a uh, uh, 1952 Mickey Mantle. Yes, yes. Yes, we're following Mickey that Mantle up. Mickey baseball card, yes.
2: This is a case of where someone has had a lottery win in their basement. Right, and they I've had s- already
1: had one and sold it in lesser condition. In correct? lesser yeah. condition.
2: But this is actually a really, really nice card. In fact, on my tweet today, I tweeted a picture of their radio. They listened to us on an Addison radio.
1: Oh. Two-tone radio. Oh, it's, just wow. gorgeous. Nice. it's a gorgeous
2: radio. It works. It's got uh, maroon and cream. The only thing, I think the knobs have been replaced, but they're still, it's a really, it's one of the iconic Addisons. And oh, said, I'd
1: love if that became a craze where people sent us the photo of the old radio they're listening to Zoomer on. I would yes. love that.
2: Well, they, I actually saw it and I took a picture of it. I said, this is a really nice radio. You don't see, and it was in perfect shape. Perfect shape. But this is a case where the 1952 mantle, as valuable as it is, probably mightn't have been the most valuable thing I saw that day. Really? Yes. They had some markers, if they're real, from uh, when Le- when the early explorers came along and they were declaring this land for whatever king they were. Yeah, there. they
1: used like metal pucks, right? We still use them at like the north end of Canada to decide borders and where to survey. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have one. There's apparently only five known,
2: and they have one of them. If it, if it ends up being real, it's going to be a lot of There's fun. a big
1: market for metal marker pucks? No, but the people
2: who want them, want them a lot.
1: Ah. It
2: doesn't matter if you if, if there's only three people in the world who want something, there's right. only two of yeah. them out there. Okay? <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Well, if you have the puck, you be like, this is the puck that decided where Brama Lee ends. You'd be like, oh, who cares? But some of them are more meaningful.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I've got original maps of um, of poor credit with oh, the Indian yeah. Reserve on it. Nice. The original hand-drawn maps of that. Yeah. And I'm try and figure out a way to market them, you know,
1: but I know well, people will want them as art, obviously blow them up as fine quality as you can and then market them. Yeah. Well, no, I have to mount it. Oh, you but want to sell the real deal. I, I would think that people would want the
2: I'm not into reproductions. OK,
1: all right. Even though we're reproducing our show right now. Fair I'm enough.
2: I'm not into reproductions. <laughs>
1: That's right. You can catch us on a podcast on the show as well, right? Yes. Yes. And your Is that show what you're are... referring to. Yeah. Are you
2: podcasted yet?
1: I don't know. I still don't have I'm... the answer. You ask me every week. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know our next caller is NJ in Kitchener. NJ, how are you? Hello. I just have NJ. I don't know who, if you're on the phone.
3: Yes, I am, dear. Short form for Nancy Jean.
1: Oh, Nancy Jean, good to have you. Welcome to Zuma Radio. You're live.
3: Thank you very much. What do you have? I have a Polaroid camera that I got in nineteen oh, seventy. Seems there's a glut in the market. Years old, and I'm wondering... If it might
2: be worth anything, depends on which one it is. Like I said, we sold one in the last two weeks, uh, within two weeks, for sixty five dollars U.S., which surprised. That, like I said, I can't. I was just surprised. Like I understand when someone brings me costume jewelry and people will pay me forty five dollars for an old piece of costume jewelry, mm-hmm. and but the camera is like, it's kind of like I'm thinking, what are you going to do with this after you buy it? You can't get film. Yeah, you.
1: You don't need instructions because you can't use it because you yeah. don't you have film. If somebody's it's making gonna... an eighties movie. Maybe yeah. you need one.
3: Apparently, it's... you can get film, but it's very expensive.
1: So
2: you don't have anything. Oh, film. you
3: can get film? Yes, you can.
2: Okay. See, I stand corrected. I learned That's something cool. today. But yeah, I'm it...
3: wondering, um, could I leave my phone number possibly? Yes. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Into... Yeah. We're going to put you on hold. So thank you so much, and uh, and stay on the line. Sebastian is going to gather up some of your information. We have um, Joyce in Toronto. Joyce on line three, how are you?
3: I'm fine. How are you today?
1: Not bad. What do you have?
3: Um, I have some Canadian silver dollars. Okay. 12 of them. They're all pre 67. Okay. 1953, 65, 66, and 60. Okay. I have one U.S. silver dollar. It's a 1922.
2: They're worth more because they're 90% silver.
3: Now they're really soft.
2: Yeah, no, no, you can, you can actually bite into it, but don't, okay?
1: Oh. So, no, it's... Uh, there what were... do you mean, leave an impression, right? Yeah. You could bite them and
2: leave
3: I an... won't do that.
2: Okay. Yeah, we're paying a rat. Uh, I'll you 20.
1: He's literally going to calculate to the penny what they're worth for you.
2: Well, no, because if someone calls in, a lot of stores won't tell you what they're going to pay. We tell people over the phone, before you make a long trip up to me, yep. I want you to know what you're pay- getting
1: paid. And it um, it's all works out.
3: Yeah, I got eight uh, fifty cent pieces
1: also. Hold on, he's getting yep. your first calculation.
3: Uh oh.
2: Yeah, right <laughs> now you're getting paid ten twenty three per dollar. Silver's down a bit this week, but we think it might even be going further down.
1: So every one of those coins is worth generally ten to eleven bucks.
2: Yeah. So yeah. you're getting if you've got twelve of them, you're gonna get paid a little bit more than one twenty. Just oh. for that. If you had a hundred, or if you had a thousand, it'd even be better. Oh. But in your half dollars, every two half dollars is gonna be worth ten dollars and twenty three cents. And if you have older ones, there might be some that are collectible. That's what we have to look at when we see it, okay? Yeah,
3: well, they start at, let me see, I got
2: 53.
3: a 1906 and a 1908, Oh. a 1919.
2: Let me see. Those are sterling. Yes, I'd have to see those, okay? In yeah. good
1: shape. They can go up to 50 100 $200 each.
3: Oh, that's nice.
1: Okay. So when you say they're sterling, that changes the level of silver content. Sterling is generally what? 92.5% silver?
2: Yeah. 925 parts per thousand. Wow. And our regular silver we have is 800 parts per thousand. So just we just do the math. It just comes out the math. But you might have something that's slightly collectible, and I'd be glad to look at it, or one of my staff members, if you come on up, and we're at 10,341 Young, and there's another coin store right next to us. He just pays a little less than I do, and he sells for a little bit more than I do. I don't have his overhead, okay? I'm just, if that sounds like a dig, it's kind of a dig, because I saw someone this week walk out with like $3,000 worth of uh, uh, 3,000 ounces. Well, they would have saved $700 by buying the exact same silver from me. Did you scream at them? No, they've already done it. They've already committed the crime.
1: Sorry. (laughs) I thought we were experiencing a cooling period in the peace talks between you and your big box gold dealer. Neighbor. I'm not at
2: war. I'm just. I'm just. Trying it certainly
1: to... feels like war. There's been a big concrete wall built between the two of you.
2: No, he's having a war. I just sell my silver for less money. Than he does. Yeah. And we pay a little bit more. If you come in and I, I, we send people over here. Go ask what he's paying. I'll see. And then we set our watch and said we'll see you back in ten minutes. And they'll come back and say yes, he was paying less than you are. And then we'll buy the silver off him. I don't mind getting people getting second opinions. I, I believe in it, and I wish that they when, they, when they're when they buying it, when they're selling, they should take the higher amount. And if you're buying something, <laughs> you should buy
1: it at the lesser amount. You don't need to advocate that. I think people know that more money is better than less money.
2: But it doesn't always happen like that.
1: I hear that. you. I hear you. I know.
2: I see people, and I'm, I'm literally 75 feet away from his store, and if person came in and asked me for the exact same silver, we can sell it to him for cheaper money than he does. And we'll tell them right over the phone what we're selling it for.
1: So, fair enough. And they can call us. Okay. They can call the store. The store's phone number is 905 737 Gold. That's to get in touch with the store during regular work week hours. 905 737 Gold. That's 4653 Gold. Uh, If you want a free quote on a rare or what you think could be very valuable item that you're not so sure about, you can get a free assessment right now from Paul Kenny, one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. And the number here is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740.
0: We'll be right back. You're listening to a repeat broadcast of Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Please do not call into the show.
4: Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD.
6: Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in
0: Cambridge. Open every day of the year. You're listening to a repeat broadcast of Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Please do not call into the show.
1: Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live in downtown Toronto. Uh, We have some rare camera. Somebody just called in. Bernice in Mississauga. Hi.
4: Hello. Hi,
1: they're just scrambling, telling me there's a rare camera online, whatever. Hello, Bernice. How are you?
3: I'm fine, thank you.
1: What do you have?
3: A Brownie Hawkeye original camera in its brown leather case.
2: This is made by Kodak. I don't know right? what that means.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, no, no. They, they made millions of them. They're, they're, they, they sell $5, $10. You, you have millions of them? No, no. They made millions of them.
1: Oh. <laughs> or figuratively. They made
2: millions. Kodak many, was many. a relatively. Um, uh, profitable company for a long time. Uh-huh.
3: What
1: are you saying? You're saying this leather-bound camera?
3: No, 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 no. This is a black,
1: black. camera. I heard leather. But I somewhere.
3: have a, a brown leather case.
1: Ah, yeah. okay,
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the this
1: is worth five to ten, but a Polaroid is worth sixty-five.
2: Five yeah. to ten dollars.
1: That's the
3: market uh, speaking, I guess.
2: Ten, fifteen. <laughs> you can buy them right now. Yeah. A Kodak Brownie, Target. Ten dollars, and the problem is, I think um, the Polaroids. Everyone threw them away, or it's a newer time. People are trying to collect the '60s rather than the '30s and '40s. Oh, interesting. That's part of it. Even we do with furniture. We sell. um, uh, People are more into buying uh, Danish modern, the teak
1: furniture, than they are the stuff from the 1930s mahogany. Well, in fairness, Bernice, five to ten or fifteen dollars isn't bad. I mean, guess what? Your digital camera from 2001 is worth zero. How about a letter from
2: John Diefenbaker? Signed Ooh. by Diefenbaker? Yeah. Okay. Um, Diefenbaker, he's got that long signature, too. It, it's almost like it on top of a hill, the way he signs really? it. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. I've seen out. his signature. I actually have a picture signed by, um, by Diefenbaker. It says, look at the fish I just killed. <laughs> and it's him walking up the street with a fish. Oh. And I had his um, uh, his briefcase and his watch. Because mm-hmm. when he um, passed on, a lot of his stuff was sold. And he was a giant collector of Johnny McDonald stuff.
1: He was. Yeah. And wow. I
2: and he I spot a Johnny chair. What is with the signature? Chair.
1: Well, check out the ego on this guy. Look at that signature. You John know. Diefenbaker's signature is insane. Yeah,
3: jo-
2: there's rumors that came John from his office. Did it? Okay. Now hopefully he's not a secretary. It should sell for around seventy five dollars. But John Diefenbaker, when you talk about ego, he used to have his whole cabinet have to meet him at the airport when he got went out of town and came back. Make me a bunker. <laughs> yes. But I think that um, he made a, that he's the one who got rid of the Avro for us. That was nice. Mm. And uh, but as a, mm, as, a, mm. as a as a uh, <laughs> as a prime minister, it still sells,
1: and people do collect his stuff. Okay,
2: really? Yeah.
1: So if it's authentic and not signed by a secretary, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah or electro.
3: Signed by John Diefenbaker. It was sent to my husband who was in the hospital. Okay. A friend of his got in touch with. Stephen Baker or his office or something. Yeah, and um, he sent him a, a letter.
1: Oh,
2: now a letter is always understood. worth better. A letters are always better than just a signature. And now, and if the letter was written while he was in prime minister or not prime minister. Oh, I think he was still. Yeah. So all sure. these things add to it. Like if you have a, a signature of uh, Lindbergh, it's worth two thousand. You have it on a letter, it's worth ten thousand. Really? No, no. The the, the item that something is written on makes a big difference. Right.
3: No, yeah. it's a letter.
2: Okay, <laughs>
1: yeah. so it's something that needs it that further. Letter,
3: it's, it's short. Just yeah. teaching him well, get healthy, you know, get better, that sort of thing. Oh. We didn't even know him.
1: Yeah, no, what you have to
2: worry about is the, is the signature, what we talk about sometimes, is uh-huh. this week I sold a Con, um, Connie, um Conn Smythe letter but it was signed by the secretary. Uh-huh. So I'll have ah. to look on the bottom. There might be two initials. There'll be the secretary's initials and it might have Diefenbaker's initials. And then you'll know if it was signed by him or signed oh, by this the this was the whole signature.
1: Yeah. But this is a good example. Bernice called about a generally <coughs> worthless camera and yeah. look what we uncover. Isn't that interesting?
2: No, a lot of people have million dollars in their basements and don't know it. Or they have lottery winners. Right. Their, they have lottery tickets in their basement. They have to go check them.
1: Right. But it's like calling in and be like, I have two 1980 Canadian quarters in mint condition. Yeah. And I have, you know, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I don't know.
2: No, no, that's that's what makes that my makes A my samurai's
1: day. head mask or something like that,
2: right? That's what makes my job so interesting. Yeah. I get to see all sorts of stuff and I get to see it for the wrong reasons as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank, See you guys.
1: Thanks a lot. Oh yeah, the store. By the way, the store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, and you do have a uh, autograph aficionado who comes yeah. in that you fly in from the states, and he spends all day there authenticating all sorts of pieces.
2: Yeah, but you have to have everything done well in advance,
1: and we'll tell you. If it's what do you mean everything doing? done? Like yeah, book different. with you guys.
2: Book with us well in advance. Okay,
1: but there's tons of people who go. I think you know this is John Lennon's autograph. You know, John know.
2: Lennon's definitely worth doing. We just had a. Uh, Terry Sawchuck done, you know,
1: but... Sorry, my point was just that you never know, you know, you mailed away for it, you want to find out if it's authentic, yeah, you yeah. can get in touch with your store and get lined up to be authenticated when the guy flies in, yeah.
2: You might as well do this now, if you're going to sell it to us, or if you're going to pass it down to your grandkids or kids, make sure it's real. You might know it's real, but have the authentication it's kind done. It's of
1: fun, too, to find out, you Of know? course. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: There's always surprises that happen, but I got a story. You know, when you go by, you know, you drove here today, you Mm -hmm. drove by one of those park benches and it says, if you were advertising here, you'd, you'd be noticing this ad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you see those ads. Yes. Well, there's people out there listening to us right now, right? Yes. So they, some of these people have companies and if they're listening, that means other people are listening. That means some people should be advertising on this show. Right. I don't know how well, to What is
1: interesting because this is a very community to community show. Yeah. So there'll be unique sponsors and unique sponsorship opportunities.
2: Yeah. No, no. But I want people to realize that and they can just get a hold of me or get a hold of our store. And there's opportunities. Like I could say, maybe they just want
1: a cheap mention. I'm having a big street sale next week. That? Or
2: yeah. or uh, like the comic book show that's coming up or something like that. Because we, we reach a lot of people. And a lot of people are just sitting there. They're trying to find out what this stuff is worth. And they actually say, I think actually some people, after they find out, go to their basements and search out some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? You're armed with all this new knowledge after listening to this show. That's the same sort of turns you into a, a gold detector in a bit, in a weird way.
2: What I'm amazed is we're not getting more calls on things like costume jewelry. Because a lot of people...
1: Because nobody knew that costume jewelry was valuable. I'd never even heard of this concept until you mentioned it a few months ago. You said, hey, Ben, you know what? Costume jewelry sometimes is more valuable than the actual jewelry. Some of the stuff that people dismiss as plastic from the 60s, just throw in the garbage. It's not gold or silver. You're saying this stuff is selling for top dollar just because of the looks of it.
2: I want to declare right now that we buy costume jewelry. We buy gold-filled jewelry. We buy rolled gold jewelry for good money. We buy silver plate And we buy gold and silver. But a lot of people don't realize that there's money in the costume jewelry and the roll gold. We just cleared out a a watch house of some sort. He had about
1: 2,000 watch bands.
2: Yeah. 500 of them were gold filled. Right. end up being worth about $1,100 in gold
1: filled. I know a lot of women, they'll separate their their good jewelry from their costume jewelry. And I guess eventually it gets tossed or chucked. You're saying, no, don't do that. Costume jewelry is art. It's valuable. People want it.
2: Yes, and I'll pay you money. And And i will pay you money. And the garbage man won't.
1: Sorry, back to uh, this is a very interesting, successful network that we've created here, uh, uh, Consignment Heroes. If somebody did want to advertise a street sale or a comic book show or something like that, who do they call? You're going to head this up? Yeah.
2: You can call me 647-298-8989. Talk to the cheese. That's me. Actually, I'm the high roller. But you want to be the cheese? I don't know. That's, I just I don't know where that came okay, from. Okay, but
1: maybe it's just a, a couple of week event. Maybe it's yeah. not something where you're looking for a year of commitment. No. Maybe it's just a quick, cheap mention. Yes. You can do that. Yes. This I is a special that. show that can offer that. Okay, sounds good. Our next caller is Jesse in Uxbridge. Jesse, how are you?
5: Oh,
1: Hi, what do you got?
5: I have a Robert Nairn poems and address book, and it's in very good condition. Um, it uh, was copyrighted in 1912.
2: Robert mm. Burns, Robbie oh, Burns. No, okay, know
5: Robert Nairn is Canadian. Oh. N a i r n.
1: N a I don't know him off the top of my head. He's a poet.
5: Yeah, this is a poems and addresses. You know, there's the toasts and everything in St Andrews nights and different things, and all sorts of poems. I think he was probably born in Kenora.
2: Okay, and um, I'm trying to think here. Oh, here it is. Okay. But it's a reprint. Oh, you've got the original.
5: This is nineteen twelve.
2: Okay, I'd have to look this. My work, my books for looking this up are in my office. Okay.
1: And even um, okay, so an obscure author. You're going to need some more details yeah. and get the condition of the book and understand this guy's marketability. Right. But being Canadian, I have an interest in it for sure. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next caller is Paul in Oakville. Paul, how are you?
3: Good, Ben. How are you?
1: Not bad. What do you got?
2: Uh, and. 1857 American Penny. Ooh, okay, that's time. the Flying Eagle, right? Yes, sir. And, um, okay, that, do you only have a 58? I wish you had a 58. I have a customer for a 58.
1: What? Um, you know a guy seeking an 1858 Penny?
2: Because <laughs> I show,
1: actually, Wait, is, I, that's a weird world. Okay. I have an
2: 1857. I was looking at yesterday. I showed it to this guy. He says, yeah. no, I don't need that one, Paul. I need a 58. Wait,
1: why? Is 58 rare? Or oh, something?
2: yeah, 58's a lot harder to get. The Flying Eagle's worth about, probably worth in VG shape around $20. Okay. And it depends on the condition. And we have a book that will actually, American grading is a little bit different than Canadian grading. And, but it's worth between $20 and $100 if you have a mint one. But most people What's don't. VG
1: condition? What is
2: that? VG it? means very good. <laughs> oh, okay. well, that's very good.
6: What about also uh, Indian head pennies?
2: Indian head pennies sell, but most of them are $1, $2, unless you have some of the rare issues. And that's where you have to come in and I have to go through the catalog.
3: Okay, I actually have an entire coin collection from like 1857 up to 1995 around there.
2: All I've pennies. Um, okay, i would be interested for sure. There's two things you can do with this. We have a once every couple of months we have an auction. You can put them in the auction, or we'll actually buy them for you. Now, do you have just the pennies? Do you have the any of the silver stuff that goes with it?
3: I've got it all.
2: Perfect. Come and see me. We'll have some fun. Okay, I will.
1: Yeah, All right, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. So that's Toronto Gold Silver, the store, located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill.
2: If it's too burdensome, I could come to where he is, depending on where he is. Oh, is that right? Yeah, no, and some some people don't like to move around. I always like to have collections move around as little as possible. Only bad things happen when
1: stuff moves. Bumping down <laughs> Toronto's roll-pothole-filled road, yes, you don't want yes. that? Okay, fair
2: enough.
6: Or if it's not packed right.
1: Our next caller is Robert in Toronto. Robert, how are you? hi hey how man what do you got
0: i have a boxing ticket from 1948 it's the world british and british empire flyweight championships from the king's hall in belfast okay who is fighting yeah, monahan and oh. jackie patterson
1: all right okay how did you end up with this ticket here
0: yeah. this ticket is unused it's framed and it's been sitting in my dad's bar for years and when we closed the bar i ended up with it
1: when did the bar open Oh, Oh, is something. that a good sign or a bad sign? No, no, that's it's probably legit. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. boxing was Wall big Ball hanger in... for a sports bar?
2: I don't and know, man.
0: The uh, the promoter on it is Bob Gardner. Yep, yep, okay. Yep.
2: What kind of condition is Is it the stub 15. or the full ticket?
1: He says it's an unripped ticket. That's what makes me suspicious.
5: Uh... Okay. 1948. What, what,
2: okay, now there's a couple of things we have to do here. I'd have to check how big the venue was, how many tickets were there, and if it was sold out. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, these are all things I have to do later. If it's uh, legit,
1: it's it's fantastic. Yeah. And you're coming into a wonderful time with okay. Floyd Mayweather about to do a freak fight with a UFC champion. Yeah. Like yeah. this summer would be the time to move this item. while people still, after this fight, it's very reasonable to think that boxing will not have... Major relevance for a couple of years, maybe ever Correct. again, not the same way. Talking okay. about well, they keep saying that you know Manny Pacquiao just lost, and there's really yeah. only one other boxing superstar, and it's Floyd Mayweather, who's yeah. pushing forty or forty-five or whatever. Like it's you know, yeah. the golden age is over or very close to.
0: Well, Ricky Something Warner like this was one of the best flyweight championships yeah. ever.
1: Yeah, he's a huge name. That's what I'm saying. If the ticket's legit, now is it, this summer is the time to move an item like that, unless you want to keep it forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I have actually a perfect person to give this to. I have a, a big boxing fan that I owe a present to.
6: What are they worth?
2: I'd have to check. This what I have to check. Depends on if, if 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 this is from the actual venue it happened at. Yes, it is. And depending on how if it was sold out, if there was actual tickets uh, chunked away at the end, like something like Muhammad Ali had some fights where they printed so many extra tickets. That you would think is a $300 ticket ends up being a $50 ticket.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. I'd
2: have to see it. Give me a call during the week. And I'll get you the exact number on this ticket. How's yep. that?
1: The store is located at 10,341 Young Street, Toronto Gold Silver. The store's phone number is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. Five, three. You were saying if you'd want to do some community advertising on this station, you were giving a different number. What number was that?
2: 647 298 Two nine eight eight nine eight nine. And also, I want my friend, everyone out there, to know about my friend on Clapson's Corners. He's at 76 Dundas Street West. That's Highway 5 and Highway 6, just north of uh, Hamilton. Yep. He has to move. He's got a store of 7,000 square feet stacked to the ceiling of antiques. He's got like, if you want a, a an Indian guy who's holding some cigars, you want uh, uh, gas pumps, you want furniture, you want Daltons, you want jewelry. He's got it all. It is worth the trip. And now, I guess you have to tell him I sent you, but if you want a deal, he will give you deals. He would wants to not Pack it. He's the guy who, and got I saved him all the money in the boxes. He says, Paul, this was really cheap, because he has to pack the stuff up.
1: This is kind of a brilliant tie-in to Mississauga Gardens. Gardens, who can help you out as well, and they're on Haynes Road in Mississauga.
2: But this guy, my friend at Clapperson's Corners Antiques, he really, he's a nice guy. He would rather
1: sell it than move it, okay? And don't
2: forget to come to our shop too, eh?
1: And that's located at 10,341 $10, Young Street. On Young Street, in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Oh, what is this item that you brought in, by the way? This is
2: a great radio show.
1: Volume 1, Issue 1 of the Amos and Andy Collectors. No, no. It's a great radio show.
0: Oh, the great radio show is the series. That's us.
1: Oh, this is nice. We're going to be on the cover soon. Special thanks to Sebastian Hearn.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.